Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. So welcome, welcome back from uh, lunch or uh, the break. So continuing our last period of this retreat of the body in nature, body as nature. And I always notice this when I'm on retreat and have stopped doing things like reading, writing, or interacting in other ways. Like it really helps you to notice how much of the activities that we do during the day are just about keeping the animal body alive, right? Like keeping the animal body alive and fed and going to the bathroom and taking a shower and uh, putting on clothes when you're too cold and removing more clothes when you're too hot. So it can be good to tune into this very kind of basic way in which we spend a lot of time tending to the body. Being uh, in constant change and flux as all organic uh, animals are, then also you wash the body to keep it clean and it immediately uh, begins getting dirty again, right? You cut the hair a certain way and it immediately starts growing out again. So there's actually no end to this kind of um, tending to the body and you can spend a lot of time uh, getting food, preparing food, eating food, cleaning up after food and so on. Now all of this can be considered part of your practice. So bringing awareness to this and this uh, sutta that I've been referring to, the Satipatthana Sutta, the Foundations of Mindfulness Sutta, um, even talks about this in this section on the body uh, about practicing with full awareness. So here's from the sutta. Uh, practitioner is one who acts in full awareness when going forward and returning, who acts in full awareness when looking ahead and looking away, who acts in full awareness when flexing and extending their limbs, who acts in full awareness when wearing their, their clothes and carrying their clothes and bowl, who acts in full awareness when eating, drinking, consuming food and tasting, who acts in full awareness when defecating and urinating. So that's included too. Uh, who acts in full awareness when walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking and keeping silent. In this way, a practitioner abides contemplating the body as a body, internally, externally, and both internally and externally. And they abide independent, not clinging to anything in this world. That too is how a practitioner abides contemplating the body as a body. So a lot included in that, in fact, pretty much everything uh, that you do with your body, all the postures, uh, walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking, being silent, eating, drinking, consuming food, tasting. Also interestingly, also included is urinating and defecating. So the Buddha does not give you free bathroom breaks in your practice. <laughs> And in fact, it's a very interesting time to practice in recognizing the ways in which, you know, we've taken in food and drink and then the body as some organic life form uh, in some kind of mysterious and almost uh, 
I mean, you could say it's a scientific way, but magical way, like consumes the food, takes the nutrients, and then expels what's not needed, right? So a couple of aspects to that. One is that in that way, we can contemplate ourselves as not different than or better than a dog, a bird, a horse, a, you know, what have you, right? All of whom also consume food and drink and then urinate and defecate, right? Expel the waste. So we can sometimes think of ourselves as much better than, but actually in that way, we're basically the same, right? Also interesting is to notice the difference between our sense of self, of identity along that way of the process. So for those of you who had lunch uh, during this time, maybe you had like a sandwich or soup or some salad, something. So when you had that bowl in front of you of soup or sandwich or salad, uh, probably you did not identify that thing as you, right? But then as you eat it, you consume it and then it's gone. And then we identify everything here as me or mine in some way. It's not true, but we do identify and call it that. But then when it comes out the other end in the toilet, again, we don't identify that as me or mine, right? <laughs> we don't uh, uh, strongly positively identify uh, with that at all. It's just some expelled matter again. So, uh, what if we in some ways practiced regarding the middle period also as just organic nature? So meaning when the salad's in the bowl, it's just like leaves and stuff from nature. Then we consume it and suddenly we're identified with it for this process of the energy coming and so on. And then when the waste is expelled, again, we don't want to identify with that. It's just uh, nature, you know, going away, flushing away in the toilet. So yeah, you can notice that if you want, the ways in which we kind of go from not self to self to not self again in that process. Um, yeah, so including all of this, the movement of the body, uh, the basic uh, activities of the body, all of this. And in all of this, there's, um, you know, I've talked a lot about impermanence and here I was talking a little bit about anatta or not self, so recognizing what is not yourself. Uh, there also is this aspect of um, dukkha or unsatisfactoriness, uh, sometimes called strain, stress, stressful. And I think it's helpful and it's actually fine and good to recognize ways in which um, you know, animal life is actually stressful. You know, like it's stressful to be a human being, a human animal. And when you look at other animals, you can see like, yeah, it's actually stressful to be an animal. Like, you know, I was talking about the crows gathering and uh, making a lot of noise this morning. And uh, usually they're fighting about some food uh, is the most common thing that they're doing. Like so, there's some bit of garbage out there that one or more of them wanted to eat. And it was worthy of a big, uh, dust up, crow dust up uh, about that. So uh, yeah, the seeking safety, uh, seeking food, uh, seeking mates, you know, these kinds of things that are there in the animal world, uh, we're also subject to those. And so all of that causes the animal body stress. Um, so just recognizing the dukkha, the difficulty of that, of constantly having to eat, and then maybe you're satiated for a while, but then you get hungry again. Like it's never, there's never any permanency uh, with that. You can never have like, what is the meal that ends all meals? As in, uh, you never have to eat another meal again. <laughs> While you're alive, you have to eat more food. You have to drink more water like that endlessly on and on.
So these things that I'm mentioning here are the three characteristics that they talked about, this impermanence, uh, not self. So recognizing, uh, not identifying with things that are not actually ourself. And then this unsatisfactoriness or uh, stressfulness or yeah, sometimes called suffering too. Someone had asked um, earlier before the break about um, how do you reflect on the body being subject to um, illness or injury? And I did think of one practice that you could do, um, which is actually to recognize uh, when you see an injury on someone else, um, to have compassion for them. So cultivate compassion, both either if you say it out loud or just hold in your heart, like, oh, may you be free from suffering or I'm sorry or your injury, but also make yourself take the extra step of reflecting like uh, this too can happen to this body, right? Broken leg, um, cut, you know, what have you. You might've seen me as I'm gesticulating, seeing my purple bandaid here. So yesterday I whacked my hand on my um, bathroom cabinet that has like a little metal handle and it got a little, little bit cut. And um, I had these very colorful band-aids. So I got a purple band-aid today. Uh, so when you see even a bandage on someone, you could just reflect and remember like, yeah, this body too is subject to getting cut, subject to bleeding as well. Uh, and in fact, if you want to do this as like some full practice, um, you could spend uh, some, some time uh, reflecting on and going through your body. And if you're the kind of person who has scars, you could just remember those scars, like remember the injuries that you had, right? Uh, and not to go into the big story of it in some ways, but just remember the injury that the body had been injured, now it's healed, right? Uh, and you could in that way, like hold that with compassion, but just going through that in some ways, like you can probably come up with like a lot of places in your body that at some point or another, you had an injury, some visible with scars, some not. Um, so that sometimes can remind you to the fragility of the body that even though it's whole now, it could also at some point be um, injured. And yeah, if your some of your scars or injured parts are like uh, not uh, visible in day to day way, you could do it maybe in the bathtub, <laughs> you know, a bathtub activity of uh, uh, remembering and holding the different injured parts of the body with compassion. So, so uh, practicing in this way, the animal body. Um, can be helpful in um, also maintaining the continuity of practice. Um, so not separating out some way that there is a period for meditation and then there's a period when I'm doing my thing, but actually to allow this full awareness to very gently permeate um, all of our life. And then we can notice all these ways in which it's like, oh, yeah, I too am an animal in nature in that I spend like a good deal of my energy uh, eating, drinking, washing, going to the bathroom, itching, uh, getting sleepy, falling asleep, waking up, <laughs> you know, that covers like a good deal of the uh, time and activities we do too. So we are in the company of um, beings, creatures, embodied beings in all different ways. So this too can help us with um, feeling some uh, kind of solidarity with not just all other people, but all animals um, who also uh, you know, suffer from the same um, challenges of life too.
So let's sit with our animal bodies here in some ways. And you could notice times in which your animal body uh, is uh, wanting to do something that other animals want to do, like itch or uh, go get something to eat or fall asleep and can hold each of these experiences uh, with awareness, uh, but also with a lot of kindness and compassion uh, in the way that you might with seeing a beloved pet who is having these same bodily urges. All right, so breathing in, breathing out, taking a deep breath in. And we can connect again with our sense of sitting with dignity, with groundedness, with rootedness in this place. You can feel the earth element through the skeleton and the spine. I can feel the breath in the body, the air element. Just allowing the body to breathe naturally and resting with awareness.
As we bring the full awareness to this body sitting, body breathing, let's see if we can regard ourselves with kindness, this animal body. With all its aches and pains and urges. Changing circumstances. Just noticing where the attention is. And gently coming back if it's drifted away.
So I have uh, one more period for uh, walking uh, now for the afternoon, but I'll also uh, offer you the option if you want to try it, to choose some uh, chore that you have to do in your house that will take like roughly the 30 to 45 minutes that we might have uh, between the next uh, two periods. And then um, apply yourself to doing that chore with uh, full awareness. So make it something not an intellectual chore. Um, it could be like cleaning the dishes or shining your shoes or could be a, a gardening if you don't have to think about it that much um, or uh, yeah, cleaning tables. You could clean your bathroom. That's a good one. Uh, clean your toilet and your bathtub, something like that. And so just try and do that with full awareness. So make that the, the main focus of your attention. Feel what it feels like as you're uh, moving your hands, uh, all the stuff. When you notice your mind starts thinking about something else, like or when your attention goes to the thinking, just gently bring it back again, stay connected to that activity, okay? Um, and keep doing that. Keep coming back, coming back, coming back. Uh, and where you put your attention is in feeling the movement of the hands, feeling the texture of whatever it is, the um, shoe that you're shining, the dish that you're washing, feel the temperature of the water. Uh, so be fully immersed in this animal body um, as you're doing that uh, task. Or if everything in your house is already very clean and orderly, then you could just do walking meditation. Or if you just prefer, you could just do walking meditation too. But uh, if you want to try to do one uh, regular household chore with um, full awareness in the body, uh, you can do that. And then also if you are going to the bathroom in between or something too, remember that also can be part of your practice. So um, yeah, fold everything in, including from when you first get up from your seat, uh, be connected to the body. Uh, be aware of your movements. Okay. So then we'll meet again at 3.45 for our last sit and some uh, closing too. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.